We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Welcome to a new episode of Behind the Stacks. It's just me this week, so it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but we have some great content, including an interview with author Alison Clark and information on a very exciting contest. So let's get things started with housekeeping. Friday, February 17th is a no school Friday. We love No School Fridays here at the library and we have lots of awesome stuff to do for the day, including two fun movies and a whole day of the tech ball. The movies we'll be showing are Disney's Strange World at 10.30am and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at 1.30pm. These movies are free and drop in, so bring your friends, bring your family, get some free popcorn and sit back and enjoy these two fun films. And once you're done, go and play in the tech ball where we have robots, iPads, Lego, typewriters, retro games like the Game Boy, and a whole bunch of other things. And if you have any questions, Tech Bowl guru Stuart is always happy to help. Big shout out to Stuart. February is Black History Month, and we will be hosting a special program on Sunday, February 26th from 2 to 4 p.m. We will be showing the documentary We Are The Roots, Black Settlers and Their Experiences of Discrimination on the Canadian Prairies. We Are the Roots tells the story of a wave of African-American immigrants who moved to Alberta and Saskatchewan between 1905 and 1912 to escape racism and persecution in the United States. This screening will feature a film introduction and post-screening Q&A facilitated by special guest Deborah Dobbins with the Shiloh Centre for Multicultural Roots. This is a free drop-in event which will be hosted here at the Spruce Grove Library. So that's Sunday February 26th, starting at 2pm. Another exciting event for Black History Month is our contest. We are giving away a beautiful Barbie signature Ella Fitzgerald doll. Now, Ella Fitzgerald is a world-renowned jazz singer, often referred to as the Queen of Jazz. This doll is perfect for fans of Ella, collectors and children. So a wonderful prize for all ages. And for this episode, I am going to be giving you the answers to the questions on the quiz. So grab a pen and paper. Okay, here we go. Question one. Ella was able to imitate instruments while singing. What is this called? The answer is C, scat singing. Question two. Which nursery rhyme gave Ella her first number one? The answer is B, 
a tisket, a tasket. Question three. How many Grammy Awards did Ella win in total? The answer is C, 13. Question four. Who sings with Ella on her recording of Cheek to Cheek? The answer is B, Louis Armstrong. And final question. Ella Fitzgerald was the first African-American woman to C, perform at the White House. Those are the answers to the quiz. You can enter by visiting the library and filling in one of our question forms at the main desk or going online at sgpl.ca and clicking on the link to the online quiz. The contest ends on February 19th. The winner will be drawn on February 21st. So best of luck to everyone. Dungeons and Dragons is happening on Saturday, February 25th. If you've never played D&D before, this is a really great way to start. There's no previous gaming experience required. All levels of expertise are welcome. Our host, Teresa, is an excellent dungeon master. It's so much fun, and it's for all ages. Recommended for 13+, plus, but if you're a bit younger and you want to try your hand at D&D, then please come along. This is a registered program, so you can register by either visiting our website, at sgpl.ca and clicking on programs or you can call us at 780-962-4423. Program will be starting at 1pm in boardroom A here at the library. What's you reading? Or watching or listening or playing. So as I said, shorter episode today. It's just me with the what you reading. I'm currently reading, well actually I've got a few books on the go. First one is The Witches by Roald Dahl. It's a sweet story for this. The Witches was my favourite book as a child. I read it so many times that the cover fell off. And I was telling my 10-year-old stepdaughter about this and showing her a picture of the cover from the edition that I had as a kid back in the UK. While we were out shopping the other day at a second-hand store, she told me she had a surprise for me. And when we got to the checkout, she quickly bought her purchases and ran to the door and told me not to look. So once I got my stuff, I went over to her and... She told me to close my eyes and she handed me a copy of The Witches with the same cover from when I was a kid. She found it on the shelf, said she knew right away that she had to get it. So I was delighted and very touched and I've been reading it again and I have to say it's still as much fun as when I was 10. It was always a slightly dark edge to his books, like in The Witches. The head witch is wanting to turn all the children of the world into mice and then squish them. (laughs) It's taken me right back reading it. So that's a book that we have here at the library. One I would highly recommend. I'm also reading Depression the Comedy by Jessica Holmes. This is a book about a comedian, Jessica Holmes, journey through a very deep depression. It's very funny the way she's able to open up about painful things that in a way that makes them hilarious is just amazing. It's a very good examination of mental health done in a very humorous and touching way. Now, on to our very special guest for this episode. She is a poet and fantasy author of Phyllis and the award-winning Sisterhood series. And we're so delighted to have her as a special guest on our show. Please welcome Alison Clark. Hi, Alison. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Behind the Stacks. This is amazing. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Yay. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself. I love writing. I love books. So that's why I'm a writer. I just had a birthday on February 7th. I was born the same day as Charles Dickens. Oh, oh wow. I was Thank meant you. to be an author. <laughs> well, it's happy destiny. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Do you live here in 
Um, in Edmonton, in okay. Edmonton, oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So what is The Sisterhood all about? Okay, well, it's a trilogy. So the first book is about Opie, and she's a daughter of a sorceress. And Ori's a best friend, and she's a dragon, mm-hmm. and they go on adventures to save the universe. And along their magical, mystical odyssey, they meet mystical creatures, unicorns, other dragons, elves, fairies, all gamut, and they create an army of light. And when this army of light, they defeat the darkness. But that's only book one. Oh my goodness. Because the mystical odyssey continues with Racine. But no spoilers, remember. And book three, Circle. (laughs) So what sort of age group is this book for? Or this Uh, trilogy, I should say? Well, The Sisterhood, I say for kids, 10 years and up. But it's really interesting because um, it's a huge crossover. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of adults who love the books. There are people in their 20s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. -hmm. To read my books is a huge crossover, which no is quite, judgment quite nowadays, exciting, right? I yeah, read a lot of teen as well, yeah, so yeah, 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 you can read whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm 45, and I would definitely read these. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yes. Got all the stuff I love: dragons, oh, unicorns, magic, jump in, hey, fantasy. Yeah, I love fantasy. Yes. I love creating different worlds. It's fun. What inspired the story? How did you come up with it? I don't know. I just I love writing. Uh, visual art inspires me. So there's one poster of, I think, um, a fairy and a dragon that kind of inspired me, too. Mm-hmm. And I love to read. And, yeah, I, I read all sorts of things. So I read art history books, poetry books. Uh, I do read fantasy. Um, J.K. Rowling, Tolkien, all that kind of stuff, too. But I, I mix it up. I don't read just one thing. You don't just mm-hmm. stick to fantasy. no. no. I just love different genres, mm-hmm. and you can jump into different worlds when you jump into different genres. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really love mixing that when it comes to my reading list. That sounds pretty cool. Is there a favorite author that you just love to read? I have no one favorite. I mean, I even like biographies, so Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. I love his oh, biographies. Yeah, absolutely. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. I love my Angelou, more poetry, but she does prose. I love Alice Walker, Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. But I love a whole gamut. I love Beatrix Potter for the kids. <laughs> but I love her artwork because she, she wrote but did visual art too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went to her house in the Lake oh, wow. District. It was so oh. exciting. What was so that exciting. like? It was magical. Wow. Because a lot of the places she wrote about are either places in her actual house mm-hmm. or places in the Lake District. So it's really kind of cool to see it face to face. Could you pick out from the illustrations like where she you you kind of can yeah, and you match you match it to what's actually in her house. It's like wow, like the doll's house, the real house in there, little doll's house, and the mantle and the grandfather clock. It's like wow, it's it's really cool. cool. Yeah, and she's magical too because she has a lot of magical kind of fairy tale like things, right? Mm -hmm. With her books, so I guess that's such tiny books as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gave some to my nieces, and they they were really kind of transfixed. Aww, we love Beatrix too. Aww, yeah, yeah, we love Miss Beatrix. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to carry on with the next question. So, does writing energize you, or does it exhaust you? I I think you're an introvert. I think it energizes me, but the editing kind of is a bit of a a drain because the editing is more. Because the creative, when you're writing, it's more fun. But when you get to edit, it's a different process. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's harder. 
Because you have to look at certain things, delete certain things, go through certain things. So that's more work. So I don't find the editing as much fun. When you're actually writing, you're not really thinking, that's more fun for it's me. It's more creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is is it hard sometimes to edit parts out? Do you kind of think, oh, but this is so good. I wish I could keep sometimes, it. Sometimes, and also, um, there's one character I was going to kill off, and I was kind of traumatized. <laughs> and I thought, oh, can I do it? And then I did it, and I just didn't feel good about it. So I, <laughs> I put the person back in. Oh, it was wow. so hard for me. Yeah, because I have killed off characters in this trilogy, but mm-hmm. there's particularly one I couldn't do. I had to change my mind. I thought, well, there's enough sadness in the world. Let's have a little bit of a happy ending. I won't say which book, but yeah, it was kind of hard for me. I know J.K. really had a similar thing with a character, characters, and killing people off. and Because we're creating these people, right? And yeah. it's part of our world, and it's kind of trauma. It's <laughs> pushed off, and Especially if you have that attachment to them. Yeah. Like it's one of your yeah, favorite characters. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, not easy. You don't easy. want them to have a horrible end. No, 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 no. When did you realize that you wanted to be a writer? I think I always did since I was a kid. Grade six, I wrote books. I remember the first one I wrote was called The Grass People. So basically it was like an analogy, the seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. And I kind of went with that. And that was fun. I had mm-hmm. display at the school and... And then we put the books together ourselves, and you know it's kind of a neat exercise to write and put them together. Well, ourselves. you had to bind them and everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. It's, it was neat though. You see, it was simplified, right? But it was neat to see the process, though, right? Absolutely. And the teacher helped us edit the books. We were grade six, right? So we edit <laughs> the books and they put them together, and use some kind of materials. I still have it at home, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I still have it at home. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So that was fun. So that's kind of an intro into writing and books. And then junior high, I was always writing, you know, and, you know, during lunch breaks, I was in the library writing and writing adventures. It didn't get published, but I just, I had the ideas in my mind, and mm-hmm. I've always been, like, daydreaming when I was a kid, and I think my parents were wondering how I was, but, you know, I was always dreaming. <laughs> Instead of doing my chores, I kind of forget, <laughs> and I just tried dreaming and thinking, and and that's yeah. what a lot of us artists do, we're thinking and dreaming <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever keep yeah. a journal? I was never into journals. I mean, we did it for school. But lately, I can say I'm writing down my dreams. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. A dream journal. Yeah. Oh, and doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. I wanted to ask you about the book you wrote called Phyllis. Yes. Could you uh, tell our listeners about that? Sure. Thank you. Phyllis, so I'm a poet too. And a lot of people don't know my genesis was actually in poetry before. So I was, I'm still with uh, the Stroll Poets, there's the Parkland Poets, and I, I read poetry and the anthologies and all that. But then I wanted to mix it up and I jumped into writing fantasy and novels because I just wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Mark Atwood, we studied her, her stuff in school and mm-hmm. we studied her poetry first because mm-hmm. I didn't know she was a poet first yeah. before she wrote The Handmaid's Tale. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I so actually, she was a really good poet. I think she might have won awards. Mm-hmm. And then she jumped into novel writing and the kind of the speculative fiction i guess right yeah. with abby sale and all that made all the money yeah but really her genesis was in poetry which i had no idea but i loved her poetry anyway so my genesis also poetry mm-hmm. and then so doing fellas kind of going back to that part of the cycle yes and it's um biographical work uh about her journey uh not only about getting published but the kind of the 
the army of light that she had to create to get that done also by publishing her book of poetry mm-hmm. she uh gained her freedom because she was a slave so she wrote and published her book of poetry in 1773 and she was a slave Wow. Which is a monumental story in many, many ways. And then she had to go to England to promote her book. Because back in those days, you had to get subscribers mm-hmm. to subscribe and order your book in order to gain enough financial funds to publish the book. That's how it was back in the day. So I'm talking about all these things. Um, I start with her trajectory from the slave ship and how far she was taken. A lot of us think she was from Senegal, but no one knows how the Senegal, Gambia. We don't really know this present day uh, Senegal or Gom. I think she's from Senegal present day, but no one really knows for sure. Right. And then she was taken by the ship, and unfortunately the name of the ship was her name, Phyllis. They named her after the slave ship, which is pretty sad. You work with it. And then just her journey about coming into America, kind of starting a new life. Because these two are still her slave masters, but they saw something in her in terms of her intelligence and propensity for language discovered she was good at writing, and then she knew at a young age that would be a gateway to her freedom. People just kind of, I think when it was fate and there were things in the universe aligned on her path. There was one who's a uh, Mather Biles, was a former Harvard librarian and reverend who was a neighbor, a close neighbor, and he had a massive library. And wow. he's really into Alexander Pope and her couplets and all that. And he was kind of like a mentor for her when she was writing her poetry. So people aligned on her journey helping her to publish and create this book of poetry. So I think it's kind of neat, her tra- or her journey. Absolutely. And that's kind of neat. So I kind of write about that, and I write from a first-person perspective, her perspective. And it's also sci-fi because she oh. travels different time periods as kind of like a, kind of like a spirit. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a spirit. So it's not like a biography at all. It is. It's it's all kind it's of all kind of it's it's all all kinds of it's it's a biographical lens, written a biographical lens. It's science fiction. It's a whole wow. bunch of things which people are really into, and that's good. Which leads me to the other point. So I have mm-hmm. news to tell you. So she's doing pretty well. She's hitting her on Amazon. Dot mm-hmm. dot ca. Mm-hmm. And the latest news is uh. I guess an American professor really likes Phyllis, and she invited me to be part of this panel, at least part of this conference in Washington D.C. Oh wow! And so our proposal got accepted, mm-hmm. and then going to Washington D.C. to do a presentation on Phyllis. That's amazing! Congratulations! That's, thank you! Congratulations! This is my big news, and not many people know. Well, they won the first Ooh, behind the stacks exclusive. Yeah. Wait, when when is it? When yeah, do you go? you go? June. Oh, that's for nice. for five days. Yeah, oh. do. Wow, that's awesome! Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see some sights while you're there, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad to tell you all. That's yeah. great. I, what, that's what, an, what an amazing story. How yeah. how did you how did you come like how did you learn about Phyllis? Actually, it was a U of A because um, I graduated from U of A, so mm-hmm. I did a BA in sociology. Mm-hmm. And that was like a dull minor in French and English. And then Teresa Sikonik, it was one of my um, English professors for uh, at least one or two courses I did. And she introduced all of us to Phyllis. So when I was doing my master's in English literature, focusing on children's literature, I was thinking, what should I write it on? And I was thinking about Phyllis. And, I, you know, it would be kind of interesting to do something on her. And, 
and that's kind of how it worked out. But really, it was Teresa's iconic, and now she did a blurb for Phyllis on the back of the book, cool. and she still supports me. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you were able to share Phyllis's story. Yeah, yeah, what a story. Wider audience. Yeah, because without her, I wouldn't have known Mm-mm. at all. Yeah. yeah, that's an incredible story. Yeah. What a woman. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that old sisterhood is manifesting herself. And I think with Phyllis, her own sisterhood, and, and, and men were involved too, or you think like an army of light kind of manifests itself. You need an army to publish a book, mm-hmm. to any book. And with her Phyllis sister, it shows you need things in place mm-hmm. and people to believe in you to carry the work forward. Mm-hmm. And so it's a team effort. You can't just do it as one person. No and you always see that at the back of the books, everyone puts yeah. the acknowledgements, and yeah. sometimes they're just pages yeah, and pages. Yeah, yeah. All those people that get the book yes, out. Yes, yes. You look at the list of acknowledgements for Phyllis; it's quite quite a long list. Yeah. <laughs> it was an army. It's an army. Your yeah. army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we were also curious. You spend a lot of time kind of dreaming and writing mm. and things. So, what do you do when you're not writing? What else is in your life? Uh, I like to watch TV shows, uh, movies. I'm into anime. I like to watch like anime, like Sailor Moon. I was gonna tell you about Classics. Uh, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's Classics. another one. Just mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, I read too. Last book I read was more about China and during the the communism years mm-hmm. because on my mom's side, my mother, uh, my mom's mom, my grandmother is a. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Canton, China. Okay. So I'm part Chinese, Jamaican Chinese. So there was a like, whole bunch of Chinese who fled China during the Second World War because of communism mm-hmm. and all that and came to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother was came was part of that and came on the boat and it took many months and a long, okay. arduous journey. Yeah, so because of that, I'm here. So I like learning with the Chinese side too and that kind of configures in the books. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I like to read... I like watching sci-fi, fantasy, anime. I read manga. I have all the Sailor Moon books. Mm-hmm. I love Sailor Moon. And I have all the episodes on DVD, all the movies. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love Sailor Moon. So I'm worried that it gets taken off streaming services. Oh, no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Movies. I love John Wick. I love Star Wars. Um, I love Tron, the Tron series. Oh, Tron. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love Tron, Tron Classic. Legacy. And they're working on a, a third one that I'm, I read and I hopefully start filming it. It's supposed to start filming in August of this year. So I hope they do Tron 3 and add to my collection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so love cool. Tron. Building worlds, the power imagination, the human mind. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, growing up, what, what was your favorite book when you were little? be the Beatrix Potters or did you have some other um, ones that you had in your kind of Wizard collection? of Oz oh Wizard of Oz um Journey to the Center of the Earth Jules Verne mm-hmm. um that kind of thing I read a whole bunch I remember what oh Roll of Thunder Hear My Cry mm-hmm. that's another one um and the whole whole gamut so again with Jules Verne, I really like the adventure side, and then they go into the center of the earth, and then the action adventure. I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, also, I don't know if you remember Choose Your Own Adventure books. I loved those. The Cave of Time was the first one. You remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those. Those are so fun. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if they still exist. Will they bring them back? I, I don't think know. They but do. 
I don't know. I think we have a few here. Yeah? I used to have Enid Blyton. They had the famous yeah, five yeah, children yeah, yeah, adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we always ran out of food and then died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I remember I had a Dracula one. I was like exploring oh, his castle. Yeah. I'd always end up getting caught yeah. by him. <laughs> so I recommend if these will have for the readers, choose your own adventures. Wizard of Oz. Um, Tolkien I didn't read as much of. Um, I had some Enid Blyton, but it was more the Choose Your Own Adventure and Jules Verne, because I love the adventure, you know, mm-hmm. and just going to different worlds. And, and I loved, uh, when I was young, I was thinking about being an astronaut and going to different planets. I remember um, Disney's movie, The Black Hole. I oh, remember that. Yes. The classic stuff. So again, a more adventure, action adventure. I love that kind of, I love, love. Battlestar Galactica, the classic one. Yeah, the classic one. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Book Rogers, the 21st mm-hmm. century. Oh. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those things. Oh, you have a fantastic taste. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said, I just love going to different worlds. When I was a kid, I was transfixed. Mm-hmm. Transfixed. Yeah, I was like, Wow. And my mom always took me and my sister to the movies. <laughs> and I can say that here. The first Tron I saw in a theater. That's what I'll say. Tron? Yeah, the first Oh, that Tron. must have been amazing. Yes, it was amazing. So how does it compare to the new version? Legacy is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Visually and everything. I'm waiting for Tron 3. Yeah. Will be made. I don't know. They're supposed to start filming in August. But we will see. We will see. But yeah. But I love just this is the imagination. And like, and I think in our generation, we were lucky to grow up with movies like that, that expanding your mind what's possible. Especially for girls, you know, um, my dad was influential too. He said we could do anything and then I want to be an astronaut. It wasn't my skills, but just traveling to a different planet and seeing about different creatures or species and seeing the stars and the galaxies. I just, I was like transfixed. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, wow. And I talked to my cousins. They were into comic books. Mm-hmm. It's the world of DC and Marvel. <laughs> we talk about that. And just, just the power of the human mind to, to imagine and dream. And we'll talk about our dreams, too. And it's just, yeah. Okay, one more question. So with February being Black History Month, um, I wanted to ask you, what does Black History Month mean to you personally? I think it's just a, a commemoration of those who gone before us. And the genesis of Black History, I think, was, um, so was the birthday. Not only to Dr. King, because you know, his birthday is in February, but all these other Black greats. And that's why it was in February, right? Mm-hmm. Because of these masters whose birthdays were in February. But I think also just to remember what we have done, what we have achieved, and to also remember those who are carrying forth like me and other black authors like me who are doing mm-hmm. different things. To remember our roots, where we came from, the power of our ancestors and elders, I really believe in that. And I have several aunts, unfortunately, who passed away recently, and I miss them very much. But just their memories and what they stood for and what they achieved as women in the face of patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So looking at back, it's about the women too, mm-hmm. not just the men. And it's about remembering what our ancestors did for us. They died for us. They sacrificed. So we could not have freedom but opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity for us, like everyone else, is very important. And that's what kind of what it means to me and I think I was talking to one of the girlfriends the other day and about um there's a book and it's another one I recommend hidden figures 
It was made into oh, a movie. Oh, about the scientists. Yes. yes. And these were black women who were based on one of the first human computers. And so before it was NASA, it was NACA. And then NASA, because I read the book too. It was on a mission. And just, they came with the, the calculations, the trajectories. And then when Neil Armstrong crew wanted to go to the moon, one of the women engineers helped them to get there with calculations. And some of those calculations were based on formulations from the Egyptians. Wow. So it shows you the trajectory of the past, present, and future, mm-hmm. and how our elders and ancestors helped that path. But not just, I think it ties into what you said about it takes an army to make yes. a book, but it yes. also takes like an army of all those yes. women yes. to get those men yes. to space as well. So. Yes, and I thought, wow, this is like, <laughs> you're going into the past, help you shape the present and future, and one of those calculations from the Egyptians New Armstrong Company would not have gotten to the moon. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I read that in the book. I saw it in the movie. <laughs> and I didn't know there were black women calculators, human calculators, engineers. Some went on to get engineering degrees. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't read that book, I wouldn't have known. Because I read the book before the movie. So again, books are very important to tell those stories. Because otherwise, we don't know. It's been fantastic having you here today, Alison. Thanks thank so much you. for coming. Yes, thank You're you welcome. so much. You know, Please come by any time. Okay. We would love to have you as a guest again. Okay. Thank you so much for being on Behind the Stacks today. You're welcome. Happy reading, everyone. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So a big thank you to Alison for coming to Behind the Stacks. And thank you also to our Children and Youth Services Supervisor, Sarah, for joining me in the interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Behind the Stacks or have any great episode ideas, you can email them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back later this month with our annual Freedom to Read Week episode. Bye for now.